Bokartov, this week's parashiot are going to be Acharemot Kedoshim. And thus, the Haftarah is going to be from Parashat Kedoshim. There's a lot of discussion on what the Haftarah is this week. There is one Haftarah for Acharemot and then two, two potential Haftarot for Kedoshim. One was from Amos and one for Amos. And the one that we will be reading is from Yechazkel. Yechazkel Perekaf Bet. Yechazkel was a prophet towards the end of the first temple era. He experienced the different galuyot, uh, the different exiles from Israel that consisted of different groups before the final destruction of the Beit HaMikdash. And I think much of his prophecy was done from Babel, which makes him one of the unique prophets who prophesied outside of Israel. Uh, let's do the, the similarity between our parasha and the haftarah is going to be is going to have to do a lot with the, the focus on the mitzvot in this haftarah it's one of the, the, the haftarot that are more famous for the criticism of Israel for leaving the mitzvot and there's nothing more uh, emblematic of parashat kedoshim than the mitzvot Okay, so it's going to be a simple connection. Perekaf bet pasuk lemor, and the word of God came to me saying, adam, you men hatishpot, hatishpot et ir hadamim veodata et kol to avoteha." Wow, twice. To be honest, I don't, I don't even know how to, to translate, but um. <laughs> Now you Benadam. It's will not such a difficult haftarah except for the first will two. Will you rebuke? Again. Twice he said, Will you rebuke and will rebuke the city of bloodshed and let her know? All so her it says like abomination. The Radak oh, says um, the Hatishpot Hatishpot is to strengthen it. That if you judge it, you will see its actions. So if you judge the city of bloodshed. You will know, or you will make known, all of its abominations. Now, I don't know if To'avot came in the parasha. Let's see. Wow. Um, to'avot, To'avot, To'avot. Ha'chadisha. Ve'isha she'yiten she'chovto v'yamma, ve'isha she'tikra v'yamma l'riv'auta. She'yikach et ha'chotu b'tavivot l'mo. should appear in our parasha. I, I think it will it will be appearing in our parasha. So that could be one of the relationships. It's called to'avoteh. You'll see all of its to'avot. The to'avot of Mitzrayim are what in Parashat Kedoshim, one of the things we're going to be avoiding. Yeah. I didn't find Idol worshipping. To'avot Mitzrayim includes sexual immorality, idol worship, all of that. That very... Wow. Uh, yeah, he said that, you know, they're doing it. Yeah. 
Now it's the now it's the city of Damim, the city of bloodshed, which is doing it. Okay. Chapter 20 of Yechezkel, Pasuk Bet. Oh, yes, this is the, for the, so for the, this that is was for the Ashkenazi. This yeah, is. so for the Ashkenazim, the, no wonder I was having trouble. The, for, the, for the Ashkenazim, there's a lot of talk of the Torah that are in that are in Yerushalayim, but we actually start after, it's actually not after, it's before, but it's Parakaf, Pasuk Bet. The morning, God said to me, saying, Ben Adam, Ben Adam, anytime you see Ben Adam, you know you're in the book of Yechezkel. <laughs> ben Adam, speak to the elders of Israel and say to them, So said God, Adonai Elohim, Have you come to seek me out? On my life, meaning... I will, I will not let you seek me out, says God. Meaning, even when you're trying to come and ask the Urim Betumim, for example, for my guidance, I'm not in the mood of, Answer. in the mood of answering right now, says God. So he says, that's why I was, that's why I didn't realize so quickly that it's the same after, it's a different Aftarah, because this is also Hatishpot, Hatishpot. If you judge them, if you judge them, then you will uncover or you will see the abominations of their forefathers. So again, just like the first half of this Haftarah that we skipped, you see the abominations of the forefathers. It's pretty funny actually how close the, the two people came on. It's almost like somebody was trying to set us up. Okay. And you shall say to them, So said God, Adonai, um, from the day that I chose Israel, and I raised my hand and swear to the descendants of Yaakov, and I became known to them in the land of Egypt, and I promised them, saying, I am Hashem your God. On that day, I raised my hand to them to take them out of Egypt to the land that I seeked out for them, the land flowing with milk and honey, the beautiful land of all the lands. And I said to them, each person, the, the abominations of their eyes, they should get rid of, and to the, uh, what's the best word for you, the, the disgusting items, Detestable the te- eye, exactly, the detest- that's how they translate detestable it. The detestable of his eyes and wow. No, Gilulea, like as detestable. Detestable things of Egypt do not become impure. But I said this to the Jews in Mitzrayim. I told them, stop doing the sins of Egypt so that I can take you out of Egypt. And what did the Jewish people say? Even in Egypt, they said, 
they, they uh, rebelled. They did not listen to me. Each person, the abominations of their eyes, they did not throw away. And the detestable things of Egypt, they did not let go of. And I said to uh, spill my wrath upon them, to my, let my wrath fall upon them, to, to, to destroy them in the land of Egypt. Meaning, you never even know about this, this backstory. Yes. You know, yes. Well, whoever heard of this backstory? Wow. That while the Jewish people were still in Egypt, they, they were, were clinging to the ways of the Egyptians, which we always assumed, but that God had wanted them to purify themselves in Egypt, and they never, they never did so. And God was saying, okay, you know what, I'm just going to let them be destroyed in Egypt. But, why did God not destroy us in Egypt? But I did for the sake of my name, so that I should not become profaned in the eyes of the Goim that they were amongst. That uh, I became known to them in their eyes to take them out of Egypt. So I took them out of Egypt and I brought them into the, into the desert. Meaning, the Jewish people weren't deserving of leaving Egypt. They, right. they never let go of the profanities of the Egyptians. So why, didn't I, why did I take them out? For the sake of my name. For the sake of my name, so that it should not become profaned amongst the nations. Because so the, and because, because of that, and that alone, I took them out of Egypt, and I took them into the desert. And I gave them my laws and my, my statutes. I taught them that the people, should, that a person should do, and he should live by them. Yes. By the way, what parasha is that phrase for found in? Uh, Oh. It's not too far ago. You have Safari? No. No, that app. Great app. Okay. I have to learn how to use it. We need Daniel Horn back. <laughs> Daniel, where are you? Okay, Pastor Gidbet. Vegamet Shabbatotan, Atati Lem, Liot, Leot, Benu, Benahim. And I also gave them my Shabbatot. Yeah. To be a symbol between me and between them. To know that I am God who sanctifies them. But they still they continue to rebel against me in the desert. And my statutes, my laws, it did not go. And my, my, my laws, they detested. That a person shall do and shall live by them. And I said, just like I said in Egypt, all right, so then I'm going to destroy them in the desert. Right, so it's multiple it's a, rounds of potential destruction for the Jewish on, people. Keep on happening. Yeah. But I did for the sake of my name. So that I should not become profaned in the eyes of the Goim that I took them out. So this is the second time Borei Olam saves us just because it's going to be an, For his name. Yeah, for his name. And 
And I also raised my hand to them in the desert not to bring them to the land that I gave Zabat Chalav Udvash, the land flowing with milk and honey. That is the uh, beautiful land of all the lands, meaning after they sinned, yes. I promise that I will not let them come in. This is Meraglim. And this was all because they rebelled against my Chukim yes. and my Mishpatim, yes. and they did not go on those paths. And they violated the Shabbat. This one is straight out of our parasha. Yes. This one is straight out of the parasha that <laughs> talks about Shabbat. So that's another one. It's actually funny, when we study Parashat Kedoshim, we should keep an eye out for all the language that, is being used, that is being used here, because we're going to see it probably in many, many places. Okay? Um, I desecrated my Sabbat because right. their heart goes after their idols. Boy, right. Boy, boy, boy. Because their heart went after their idols. Okay? Right. And my eye... I, I felt bad destroying them. Okay, meaning I, I covered, I stopped myself short of, of destroying them. And I did not destroy them in the desert either. So round two, we are safe. And then I said to their sons in the desert, Don't go on the path of your forefathers or your fathers. And do not keep their laws. And do not do their uh, defilements. I am Hashem your God. In my paths you should go. Not in your father's, but in mine. And my laws you shall keep and you should do. And you should sanctify my Shabbat. And they will be a sign between me and between you, meaning the laws will be a sign between me and between you. <laughs> to know that I am Hashem, your God. That is the conclusion of the Haftarah. It's interesting what uh, the other potential Haftarot are. So I think that the beauty of that Haftarah is going to, ha- we're going to see it more when we study Kedushim, when we start to see all the language. Um, curious very, to see. Very... I actually did not look yet at the Haftarah for Achaimot. What, it's from Amos or something? From Amos, yes. Amos is interesting. Amos is famous as the, in the word of, in the, in the description of the academics, he is the prophet of social justice. But I hate that word. I hate the word social justice. Social justice is, is, is in my opinion, not in my opinion, I actually heard this from someone I respect, it's, it's a contradiction in terms. Social justice. What does that mean? So if you take justice... Justice is justice, right? Yes, it shouldn't be just for social. It should be and then for everything. If you, if you modify something that's already just, then it's not just anymore. But this is because of uh, how they were treating the poor and the, I think the yatim and... Should we attack the... We can. It's very short. It's not so... Yeah, but able. even the first pasuk, I already don't understand. <laughs> From Amos. Yeah. Oh, I know what he's doing here. So he starts off by saying, You Jewish people are no different than the, than the Goim. Yes. There are Kushim, there are Ethiopians, wow. which I took from their land, and there are Pilishtim, which I took from Kaftor, and 
from Aram and from Kira, and there, you're not the first people that I took you out of a land. I don't think that you're... Uh... That you're the first people to ever be taken out of exile. I took other people out of exile too. Behold, the eyes of God are on the sinful kingdom. And I will destroy it, or I have destroyed it from on the face of the earth. However, I will not completely and utterly destroy the house of Yaakov, says God. I think he's saying, you Jewish people, just because you're not special because you are a nation who's come out of exile. There are many nations who have come out of exile. And yet, and yet, even the nations that have come out of exile, I've destroyed them nonetheless. But you, I will not destroy. If you could help me there, that would be, yes. be great. I, For behold, I command, I shall shake the house of Israel among all the nations, as one shakes a grain in a sleeve, in a and no, pebble, no pebble shall fall to the ground. Wow. Is that a good thing? What is that? What is that saying? It says what is that it? I'm going to shake the house of Israel. I mean, I'm going... I'm going to shake you. I'm going to give you a lesson. Right. Among, among all the, the nations, all the goyim, I will shake you, but I'm not going to let any of you fall to the ground. Is that, oh, is that what it's saying? I I'm going to so. shake you. Among, let's see here. Like, it says, Can Israel no'au they're going to be shaken around. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. They're going to be shaken. I'm going to shake you. I'm going to give you a lesson. I'm going to wake you up, but I'm not going to let you fall down. They're going to be shaken across the earth, but they will not fall onto the ground. Except for the sinner ones, the ones that resemble the dirt. Meaning you put the wheat in a sieve to clean out the dirt, right? So only the sinful ones will fall. Yes, only the ones that are very dirty. The, my, the sinners of my nation will die by the edge of a sword. The ones who said that it will never come to us this bad. So those people, the sinners, they will be like the, the dirt in the sea like that falls on the ground. On that day, I will raise the, the house of David that fell. And I'm going to rebuild its breaches and I will, its destroyed parts, I will re-erect and I will build it like the days of old. So that they will conquer the rest of Edom and all the nations that my, my name is upon them says God, the one who will do this. For some reason, I know that pasuk. I don't. I don't know why. I think my brother once showed it to me. Days are coming. Both days are coming. Says God. What does that mean? The plower will encounter the reaper, and he who treads upon the grapes will meet the one who brings the seeds. The mountains will drip with wine, and the hills will melt with fat. 
Wow, that means that it's going to be so much beracha. I get it. Do you know why? Do you know why it's a good thing when the reaper meets the person who's doing the choresh, who's doing the, the digging? What's it called? The choresh. Uh, the plowing? Because if you're still this, reaping, by the time the, the plowing season comes, it means you had so much so food much that, there is, there is that you couldn't, abundance. You couldn't so finish it over the summer. <laughs> Right, so all of the harvest came. You had so much to harvest, you couldn't finish it until after, after Hashem rebuilds right, 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 Jerusalem. Right. This is and the same thing. Happen. The same thing with the Dorech and Avim Moshe Chazara. So it's going to be uh, plentiful in the land of Israel. Yes. I will return the captivity of my children in Israel. They will build, they rebuild the, the desolate yes, cities. Yes. And they will plant oh, vineyards. They're going wine. to drink wine. And they're going <laughs> to make, they're going to make uh, gardens. And fruits. And, fruits. Wow. and I will plant them on their land. And they will no longer be forgotten. Or they will no longer be pushed away from their land. Amen. Amen. Now what does that have to do with our parasha? This thing from Amos. Let's see. Amos the first half is the Yom Kippur and the second half yes. is forbidden relations. Oh, the holiness of the land. Maybe the end of it. No, not even. Okay, we'll figure it out. We have a lot of Haftarot to figure out now. We're doing it but backwards. This was a beautiful ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was a beautiful ending. <laughs> so this week we have, a, we have to take these Haftarot and now as we're learning the text we have to actually keep in mind if we remember anything from that. Okay, Baruch Adonai Lulam. Amen, Amen. 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 Amen.